Welcome to Realty Talk, the show that brings together the country's most authoritative and respected property experts. Follow us on all the socials and subscribe for updates and exclusive offers. Realty Talk is powered by realty.com.au, connecting buyers, sellers and agents differently. Hi and welcome to your Property Hub's Realty Talk show, your go-to place for property investment insights, inspiration and stories from Australia's top property experts, leaders and analysts. I'm Bushy Martin from Know How Property Finance, and with this week's 12th interest rate rise in as many months, the program revolves around the impacts and opportunities. Scott O'Neill kicks things off by looking at the effect that rising rates are having on commercial property and what you need to consider when looking for high-yielding opportunities. To restore confidence in construction and its considerable benefits, the founder of Builder Finders, Lynette Manciamelli, introduces you to their innovative world of builder broking, so watch out for that. And to close out the show, Brad Beer unpacks what rising rates mean to you and what you can do to stem the tide. Now, before we get underway, if you're enjoying the show, I need to ask you a special favour. Can you please take a couple of seconds now to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to or watching the show, as this will ensure that we continue to attract the industry's best of the best so that you can enjoy cutting-edge insights. And if you'd like a free copy of my award-winning book, Get Invested, make sure you also sign up on the realty.com.au homepage. We've got lots to share, so let's get on with the show. Successful property investment is a game of finance. Do you have the right team and the right game plan? Realty Talk is brought to you by Know How Property. More than mortgage brokers, Bushy Martin and his team of investment architects set you up with a sustainable strategy structured to lower your costs, tax, risk and stress while increasing your capacity for growth. KnowHow has helped over 1,900 homeowners and investors secure more than $800 million in property wealth. So get set to live more, work less and live your legacy. Want to know how to invest in your freedom? Visit knowhowproperty.com.au. The current rising interest rate environment is a challenging time to invest in commercial property, as it's difficult to maximise and maintain yields in a constantly changing environment where borrowing costs are high and property values are softening and in some places decreasing. So it's never been more important to carefully consider your investment strategy and understand the potential risks and rewards. So what do you need to consider when looking for high yielding opportunities with long-term growth in times of rising interest rates? Well, to assist you with this, we're joined by Realty Talk regular, Scott O'Neill, who's the co-founder and director of Rethink Investing, Australia's number one buyer's agency for commercial property investors. So welcome back to the show, Scott. Thanks, Bushy. Good to be back. Absolutely. Well, another good topic to dive into today. And uh, I, I guess just to kick things off, can you give us a quick dot point summary of the key commercial property considerations? Um, look, right now, we you do need a good yield. So uh, high level, probably 6% net or better, just based on the current interest rates. You need something where there's a raising, uh, a rising rent value at the moment, because that's going to create capital growth and obviously uh create a hedge against the interest rates we're seeing as well at the moment. And uh, just stability of tenant is probably something to consider as we, you know, approach a potential recession in the next year or two ahead. Like there's all sorts of variables in the economy 
Uh, so you would like one less variable with your tenant for something stable. And uh, there's plenty of those types of tenants when you need to, when you're looking out there. So they're probably the top three, I'd say. Yeah, well, one of the other the key considerations I've heard you talk about before is starting with getting the fundamentals right. Uh, what do you mean by getting the fundamentals right in real terms? You mentioned the the, the yield target. Uh, are there other aspects there that we need to be familiar with? Um, yeah, so like I said, the stability of tenant would be a fundamental. Um, and also probably going one step further, uh, which helps stability, is just a property that would be relet easy. So this is probably coming into the quality type comment. So a good quality asset will attract a quality tenant in less time. Uh, a good um, example of that would be if you're looking at retail, you want the corner site with the exposure that you know a real estate agent or a well-known dentist might be in. You don't want something in the side alley where there's no foot traffic. Even though it's in the same suburb, it doesn't represent the same quality. So um, I think you just think about those types of um, scenarios. And uh, you know, if you've got a property that can be e easily relet, then it does de-risk the situation greatly. Yeah, so the, the location is clearly very important. What about the length of the lease? Is that is that a, a fundamental that's uh, part of the mix? Um, personally, I'm not uh, super driven by the length of the lease. This is something that you generally will pay more for. So, if you uh, if you want a 15 year lease, there's a premium for that asset because people uh, will will be more attracted the longer leases uh, at play. Like. I recently purchased a property and it had eight tenants and the average lease length on it was uh, just under 12 months. There was a couple of three-year leases, a couple of six-month left leases. This doesn't sound great, but it, the reality is they were about 30% under-rented and I know the tenants were all pretty keen to stay and if they're not, it's a 1% vacancy rate market, so no stress there. So yeah. you wouldn't want a long lease in that case because you'd be paying too much for it and the value-add opportunities will will come back with it. So uh, I guess horses for courses, there's obviously benefits to long leases. It can help with lending. It de-risks it if you uh, are buying a property that might not find a tenant easily. But um, yeah, look, I, I think you've got to mix things, you know, down the middle. You don't want something that's too short and you don't want something that's too long. And uh, just one quick side note, uh, industrial space, for example, a long lease will actually devalue your property potentially because the rent is going up a lot quicker than it can possibly go with the lease. For example, JLL produced a report saying last year, national industrial rents grew by 24% Australia-wide. So if you were locked into a 10-year lease going at 3% per annum, uh, you're well behind the eight ball and you're losing income every year that lease is in place. So you've got to consider the market with these leases as well. Yeah, brilliantly said. And uh, an insight again that the average punter wouldn't get their head around unless they... Uh understood what you've just explained to us. So we really appreciate your thoughts on that. Uh, one of the other areas that gets a lot of uh, talk is market risk. Is that an important consideration uh, when you're looking in the commercial space? Yeah, big time. So there's obviously, there's four main segments in commercial property. You've got industrial, office, retail, and specialty, which is your uh, you know single purpose assets like childcare, fuel stations, and even medical centers. So uh, out of the big four, there's one asset class which is not looking good right now and that's office specifically cbd office space so you need to consider the market in that example because vacancy rates they're still almost double what they were pre-covid um sydney as an example was seven percent pre-covid it's around 12 percent uh, around that figure so like they're pretty big numbers in terms of vacancy rate and 
what that means for the everyday punter is if you bought into that scenario, you're not going to get much rent growth because the tenants have variety. They can negotiate against you. They're not going to sign big long leases because they're going to be incentivized to go elsewhere. It's just not a good situation for an investor to be in. So I'd rather be in those markets where you don't have to deal with the vacancies and, um, and there's, you know, central retail, medical, industrial, they're all as tight as they've ever been. And, uh, yeah, so like depending on which asset class you go, it will have a material difference in your wealth, I think. Yeah, very good, Reid. Uh, a couple of the other aspects that I'd, I'd like your thoughts on are the, uh, particularly in the current uh, rising interest rate environment, uh, give us your read on the importance of rental income and loan, re loan repayment considerations. Yeah, I think, first of all, it's important to say that no one's going to feel as rich this year as they did last year. So cash flows are squeezed. So don't be disheartened. Everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. Uh, you've got to take a long-term approach with with interest rates, and we're kind of at the, you know, what what I would have thought is a a long-term average now, um, or closer to. It's probably still under, but um, yeah. you know, we're we're looking at rates that this is where they probably should have been for you know if there wasn't a GFC, you know, in the place. So yeah. if anyone that was kind of banking on two percent interest rates were living in a fool's paradise, and uh, I guess the real thing that uh, higher inflation does is it makes rents grow. It makes building harder. Supply is going to get constrained. So the rental markets will get tightened in a high inflation market. Yep. That will create more long-term wealth than the lost cash flow any day of the week. And to sort of, you know, if you think about what's happening with the rents growing as quick as they are in residential and commercial, that's going to have a lasting positive impact on your wealth because if rates drop, which they will at some point. Um, history shows the rents don't drop with it. So you're left with a higher interest rate and you've basically got a better cash flow at that point. But you've bought at a time, hopefully if you're buying in the last 12 months, you're getting a very good deal. Um, that will be hard to replicate in future years. So yeah, I think there is benefit to uh, going into a tighter cash flow situation, weathering the storm. And then when you come out the other end, there might be a, quite a large equity grab and uh, positive cash flow from it. Love it. I uh, love the, your read of the exercise and the opportunity that's arising from it, mate. So I really, again, want to thank you for drawing our attention to these important considerations, Scott, and thanks again for your generous time on the show today. Thanks, Bushy. Appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. Well, as you've just heard, as a property investor, whether you're investing commercial or residential, economic conditions can change very quickly, as they've done over the last 12 months, and yields that were attractive may no longer be as profitable. So by investigating a and a variety of yield considerations, you can be more adaptable to changing market conditions. And if you need professional help with this in order to make better informed property decisions, reach out to Scott and the team at rethinking, at, sorry, I'll get this right, rethinkinvesting.com.au. Stay tuned for more on your Property Hub's passive voice for all things property here on Realty Talk. Property deductions can save you thousands of dollars each year. To make sure you maximise deductions, you need to work with the most experienced quantity surveyor in the country. BMT Tax Depreciation is the leading specialist in the industry. They've completed over 700,000 tax deduction schedules for residential investment and commercial properties Australia-wide. BMT guarantee to find double your fee in the first full financial year deductions. Call BMT on 1300 728 726 today for an obligation-free quote. In recent times, it seems like a week doesn't pass without more bad news about problems in the construction industry. 
with costs and delivery times blowing out and unfortunately, builders going bust. But building a property is still the best way for you to get the home that you want without compromise or to secure a significantly tax advantaged investment property with superior cash flow affordability, given the stamp due savings, a stamp duty savings and the depreciation benefits that are only enjoyed by new builds. So how do you navigate the confusing, uncertain construction maze and separate the sheep from the goats when it comes to building your dream home or investment property to ensure that you're achieving great value in terms of time, quality and cost? And how do you identify a good, reliable builder that will last a distance? Well, up until recently, you were pretty much on your own and at the mercy of the builders when it comes to selecting one. But that's now changed with the pioneering and a very new, innovative builder broker service. And to unpack what it means and the benefits to you, we're joined by the co-founder of Builder Finders, Lynette Manciamelli. So welcome to Realty Talk, Lynette. Thanks very much for having me, Bushy. Love I'm really excited about this. I think uh, what, what you're bringing to the industry is uh, well overdue and is going to make a massive difference to the confidence and comfort that people have in the building process. But before we sort of get into that, can you sort of start off by telling us a little bit about what uh, Builder Brokers do? Okay, so the easiest way to explain what Builder Brokers do uh, um, is the analogy I always like to use. And if you've used a mortgage broker before, as many Australians have, and in case they haven't, it's, it's you know, like a broker, like an insurance broker or a mortgage broker, some kind of broker that has a whole suite of offerings. Uh, Builder broker is no different. So I'll, I'll go with the mortgage broker analysis. So you go to your, ba your, your bank, don't go to the bank, go to the mortgage broker, and they've got a panel of uh, lenders that they could link you up with. So a builder broker is much the same. I have a panel of um, builders that I've researched, referenced, checked, and, and gone through um, a due diligence process, with, um, uh, sort of checking them all out. And then I will match the client's needs with um, the uh, what the builder does, basically. So if I have a, build, a client that's looking for a renovation, I'll look for a builder on that panel that has an appetite for the type of work that the client's wanting to do. And basically, almost like a matchmaking service, putting the right people together, um, but yeah, but from that sort of preset panel that is already existing within the business. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I think it's a, an awesome and very timely innovation given uh, what's happening in the industry. But uh, tell us, why did you start Builder Finders then and, and how did it come about? Okay, so I started the company with my husband, John. Um, John's also a mortgage broker, so hence where, where that came from. Um, and they were about 17 years into the business when the um, Royal Commission into Banking started. And it really shook that industry. And the, the way forward during that period of time was a little bit sketchy. I wasn't quite sure whether it, you know, mortgage brokers were going to survive as an industry going forward. Luckily, it did. Everything's fine. However, that made us think, right, well, what can we pivot and what can we do a little bit differently um, to diversify the business offerings that we have? So I sort of was the spearhead behind um, builder finders because I come from a construction family. So I'm not a builder or an engineer or anything. I don't have any qualification in that space. But what I do understand what is very firmly how a broker model works. And so when we were sort of thinking about, you know, how to move forward, we, we sort of had heard about a builder broker before um, and with sort of the knowledge that I had from, you know, growing up in the, with my dad as a builder, I kind of thought this, could, this model could really work together. So we um, 
we started it, um, yeah, sort of out of a need, which was not an ongoing need from a business perspective, but there was a lot of personal background to it too. We had used a builder. So um, prior to that, we did a backyard, an extensive backyard renovation, you know, redid the pool, put a massive alfresco area into our home. And at this point in time, my dad is, he's now retired. He's quite elderly now, but you know, growing up, he did everything for me. I never had to go and source a builder. And I found myself in a place of need of actually needing to find a builder. And you sit there sort of scratching your head going, well, who do I trust? Where do I go? What do I do? So I actually went with a builder that had done the renovation at the home next door and also across the road. I thought if two neighbours had, you know, been satisfied with his work, I'd give it a crack. Um, and it was not a great experience. The result was good, but the journey was horrific. And you're spending months at a time with a builder, particularly if you're doing a new home, you know, you've got to spend a good year with this person. And I walked away thinking, you know, the, the, the whole bottom line for me with creating Builder Finance was there's got to be a better way to find a builder. So if you don't have dad... <laughs> Where you and you don't say so you don't have any contacts in in construction. Like a lot of people have friends that are trades that can can give them a referral to this or the other, you know, a plumber or an electrician. But where do you go for someone to holistically oversee the entire build if you have no contacts? So yeah, it was very much that bottom line was there's got to be a better way. And so for all those varying reasons, um, builder finders was commenced. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, as, as I've said, I think it's a, a very timely and and uh, huge, hugely advantageous uh, offering for people who aren't familiar with the the building process. And there is a lot to it, as as uh, you and I both know, uh, given our um, histories in the industry. But uh, I guess the obvious question on that is, uh, why would clients use your service rather than going directly to a builder then? Well, how do they know who, who they can trust to start with? You know, they could, as it was my situation, I didn't know that I could trust that builder that I went to. I was just going off an experience. So with, with they would if they came to me looking for a builder, I've done lots of researching and reference checking. I've, I've created trust and rapport and understanding of who the builders are, how they work. Um, and clients need that as well, but they also, a lot of people are time poor. They don't have the time to go and do all the research and the reference checking that they should be doing. You know, it's not really sufficient enough to just go, I like what that builder is building down the street. That looks good. But there's a lot that goes into the situation um, and assessing who to go to and how the whole process is going to work out for you. So time, time poor, time poor people, people that really just don't know where to start, and just everybody, how do you know how to, who to trust? So um, there's some of the reasons I think, you know, why you would, um, some of many of the reasons that you would use a, a builder broker for. Makes a lot of sense. So uh, moving on from there, then how do you save clients time and money in the process? Just by doing all that research and reference checking for them um, are some of the, the ways that you save them money. I mean, just giving them lots of um lots of you know information and a lot of the, the sort of knowledge that I have so I can put them in contact also that you don't you don't just need a builder if you want to build that's the last step you need a building designer or an architect you need an engineer you need a surveyor you need a town planner you need a quantity surveyor estimator 
there are so many things, people that you need before you actually need the builder. And I can save them that time. I have a very strong network of all those professionals that I just named um, at my disposal that I work with on a, on a daily and regular basis. So I can provide them, the, you know, guidance as to who to go to for what they need, which also therefore saves them time. Um, and then other things like we use a we, we use a, um, a scope of works that we refer our clients to. It's an online tool, and basically it just helps them work out everything that they want in the build, <clears throat> and it, it saves them money. So they're giving as much fine detail to the builder about what they want in their build. And basically, if you're not doing that, um, the builder has to guess. You know, they they need to make an estimation on what they want. So the more detail that we teach our clients to give to the builder the better the outcome and therefore there is the cost saving and time savings yeah and the certainty too for both the builder and the client because if it's specified and it, it's it's it, as you say the detail is, is spelled out there's no yeah. guesswork for each party or the opportunity then for time or cost blowouts that, that inevitably occur when that happens so look uh, i really want to commend you on uh, bringing a fantastic and pioneering service in the industry I, I i can see that it's going to be a, a growing opportunity uh giving uh, you know what's going to be happening with the massive undersupply of housing in australia and the need to uh, build uh, hundreds of thousands of homes to satisfy the ongoing population demands so i re really want to thank you for uh, opening our eyes to this great innovation on builder selection initiatives like that and thanks for joining us on the show today thank you very much for having me Thanks, Lynette. Well, as an ex-architect and project manager, I'm a big fan of the significant benefits of building a home or investment property over the compromise of buying an existing one. Done well, new build properties allow you to manufacture equity and as an investor, allow you to drastically reduce your ongoing holding costs and vastly improve your cash flow affordability. So if you'd like to learn more on how a builder broker can assist you enjoy all of these new building advantages, reach out to Lynette and the team at builderfinders.com.au. Stay tuned for more on your Property Hub's trusted voice for all things property here on Realty Talk. Successful property investment is a game of finance. Do you have the right team and the right game plan? Realty Talk is brought to you by Know How Property. More than mortgage brokers, Bushy Martin and his team of investment architects set you up with a sustainable strategy structured to lower your costs, tax, risk and stress while increasing your capacity for growth. Know How has helped over 1,900 homeowners and investors secure more than $800 million in property wealth. So get set to live more, work less, and live your legacy. Want to know how to invest in your freedom? Visit knowhowproperty.com.au. Are you one of over 2 million property investors who are seeing your holding costs steadily increase as interest rates continue to rise? Rates have risen 11 times over the last 12 months and increased by 3.75%, with potentially some more to come adding over $1,100 to monthly repayments on a $500,000 loan with a 30-year term. So if you're an existing or potential property investor, what do rising interest rates mean to you? And what do you need to do to stem the tide? To share some timely insights on all of this, we're joined by long-term show supporter and favourite, Brad Beer, the CEO of BMT Tax Depreciation, or Australia's leading provider of tax depreciation schedules. So welcome back to the show, Brad. 
Bushy, great to be here as always. Love talking property. <laughs> yep, it's our favourite subject and a, a good topic to jump into today, given the, the sort of media focus on, on over the last 12 months. But uh, from your perspective, mate, to kick things off, uh, what do rising interest rates mean for property investors as you see it? Well, look, rising interest rates, I mean, <laughs> the, the simple answer is they cost us more money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, with, with interest rates increasing, obviously the, the cost to hold those properties uh, gets a bit more stressed. Your monthly payments increase. Uh, and, and you know, what that means is it's, it's just hard to make it stack. We're buying property to make some money and it's hard to either make it stack to buy it or hurts. And you know, I talk to investors a lot and, uh, there's a you know 11 rises uh, and lots of investors you speak to haven't you know haven't been through rates of this sort of height. Uh, I have because I've been investing for a fair few years. Uh, but in saying that, I haven't been through the you know the the really high 17 percenters. Um, I do remember having some stuff locked in at seven and a half percent many years ago, and that sort of turned me off locking things in. But uh, and I guess like uh, it has other effects on the market. Um, you know, there's less people that can afford to buy the home. There's less pressure on the market when you're trying to buy. We've also seen interest rates raise, uh, sorry, um, rentals raise substantially over the last little period of time uh, because of a lack of, you know, it's driven by a lack of stock. But and look, the cold hard truth is it just costs more money. <laughs> yeah, well, you're absolutely right. And, and we've certainly seen in, you know, from April last year through to now, we've, We've seen a lot of investors who were uh, cash flow positive or, or cash flow neutral now now into negative gearing material as, as a result of the, the rate rises. So it's, it's certainly having an impact on the ongoing holding cost. And the, as, as of course you would know, as rates rise, uh, the buying capacity drops. So your purchasing power uh, reduces and, and of course the flow on there is you start to see some softening of prices for properties that don't have other things going for them. So it's, it's certainly an interesting environment. But I guess the the, the killer question is, uh, how can investors relieve the financial stress of rising interest rates then, uh, uh, Brad? Well, look, you know, there's a few things you can you can do to try to, like, I mean, the difficult thing is the, the monthly cost at the higher interest rates is tough. So, um, you know, is there, a, is there a question around paying some interest only instead of principal interest um, to reduce the cost to get through the tough times? Um, the concept of adjusting your tax throughout the year, doing the PAYE certificate so that you don't, uh, um, you, you, you can get less tax taken out on a on a monthly or week fortnightly basis from your from your salary income, which your accountant can help you with to just have that cash flow to suffice um, or to to pay those payments on the way through the year. But I think obviously the most important one, Bushy, <laughs> or or sometimes I guess the the often missed uh, thing is is you know we see seventy or eighty percent of investors not maximising their depreciation deductions. Now you need income in order to take advantage of these. It is my space. It is what we do. But it's the second biggest deduction you get. The average first year out of our reports last year was nearly nearly ten thousand dollars. Now. If you haven't done that properly, uh, then I mean, and, and when interest rates are low and it's not costing that much money, it's easy to pass over things that mean dollars. And in these times that it get a bit harder, we often do like, okay, because people go, oh, I need to find all my money uh, because I need to pay for these things. Uh, and you can use that uh, depreciation number to help with your PAYE through the year. 
because you can have your tax adjusted based on including that depreciation number, which is non-cash deduction and makes a pretty big difference. Uh, and I think, you know, that's probably the, the, like everything else, you know, try to minimize it and get through, but that depreciation just, well, if you're making uh, income uh, gives and gives each year uh, and can make a pretty big difference to the cash flow if you adjust on the way through. Absolutely. And I, I know from the, the know-how perspective, Brad, uh, you know, uh, we, we do it consistently anyway, but more so particularly over the, the last year with, with rates uh, increasing, uh, we, we're actually getting uh, investor clients to make sure they get a quantity surveyor prepared depreciation schedule uh, and then working with their accountant to do that PAYG withholding tax variation. And in really simple terms, you know, that's, let's say there's 10 grand's worth of uh, claimable deductions uh, in, in the year on the particular property. Then uh, if someone's getting paid uh, on a weekly basis, that's nearly 200 bucks a week extra they get in their pocket uh, that smooths that cash flow and makes it easier to hold uh, and and sort of minimises the pain for people that are holding onto properties long term. So yeah. uh, that, that's certain, and that's certainly something that some people sort of vaguely know a little bit about, but uh, very few get around to doing it. So I'd certainly encourage everyone uh, listening and watching the show to take advantage of that now. If you don't have a depreciation schedule, reach out to BMT and get that done immediately. And then use that in conjunction with your accountant, the tax office and your HR department to get that PAYG withholding tax variation done. And that will certainly have a meaningful impact on minimising the pain of rising rates. So mate, uh, as always, I want to thank you for your very timely observations and suggestions, Brad, and, and thanks for joining us on the show again today. Uh, thanks, Bushy, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Well, as you've just heard, it's not all doom and gloom when it comes to uh, rising interest rates for investors. So if you'd like to know more about how you can relieve the financial stress of rising interest rates using depreciation to assist you in that, reach out to Brad and the BMT tax depreciation team at bmtqs.com.au. Keep tuning in to your Property Hub's trusted voice for all things property here on Realty Talk. Well, that brings us to the close of this week's show. Another big thanks to our guests, Scott O'Neill, Lynette Mancimelli, and Brad Beer. And before we go, make sure you don't miss another episode of your trusted voice for all things property by subscribing to the Property Hub Now on your favourite podcast player or wherever you're listening to or watching the show, where you'll also enjoy the Get Invested podcast delivered to you each and every week. Thanks again to realty.com.au, BMT Tax Appreciation, Apiro Marketing, DM Media, and Southern Cross Osterio for their ongoing support. I'm Bushy Martin from Know How Property Finance, and along with Kevin Turner and the entire Property Hub Realty Talk team, please remember not to be afraid to give up the good in order to go for the great. That's more food for thought, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Miss something in this week's show or want to catch up on past shows? Do it anytime at realty.com.au where we connect buyers, sellers and agents differently. 